adult. You know, you're the one mentoring. Military, you know, you got to deal with people that's not from your block. Mentoring and, and helping be leaders and helping shape these young men. This country was made great by, by so many accomplishments. All right, so today on Raw and Real Vet Talk with your boy PJ, I am honored and to welcome Aaron Williamson, uh, Army vet, fitness trainer, actor, and much more. Uh, I feel like we have a lot to discuss with Aaron today. Uh, there is so much to uh, his story uh, uh, when it comes to what uh, Aaron, welcome welcome to the show. You were Marine Corps? Yeah, yeah, Marine Corps. Well, thanks for having me on, PJ. I appreciate it, brother. Man, man, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, honestly, from, man, from one vet to another, I, I really want to say, like, dude, I not only appreciate uh, your, your service to this country, but it, it was honored to serve with you. And uh, man, I appreciate all the things that you did for this country. And man, I'm, I appreciate everything you're still doing because like I said, we got a lot to get into with you and when, with what you're doing now in your civilian uh, transition into right this on. world, right? Like, likewise to that. Thank you for, for what you did and what you're doing right now. Man, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. So man, Aaron, so tell me, so um, on your website, it says that you, so you enlisted in the Marine Corps right out of high school? Yeah, it was it, it saved your life, huh? Yeah, you know, as many kids these days are, there's broken families, no direction, yeah. uh, no one to really look up to 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 give them some guidance on how to move their life forward, you know, as an adult. Yeah. So for me, that was the case, and uh, squandered opportunities left me in a position where, thinking to the one thing that I could possibly succeed in, I just felt the military would be an amazing thing. And in my mind, you know, just there were some Marine Corps recruiting posters that stood out to me that really made me want to want to go that route. You know, it was all about the special ops type work for me, although it, it didn't go that route. But so so it's interesting you say that, Aaron, because, you know, uh, man, your story, like when I was reading up on it, it reminded me so much of my my journey. You know, I joined straight out of uh, high school, like maybe six months after uh, came from, you know, my parents started going through their divorce in my, at my, my senior year. So I stopped playing all sports, no direction out there. And dude, I saw this badass video of special ops and them blowing up some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and the repelling. And I was like, man, you know what? I'm, I want to go do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, uh, and there was, there was a guy who I actually went to high school with who, was a badass football player, just kind of the jock type. And I remember yeah. seeing, I remember knowing he was, he joined the Marine Corps. I was a grade below him. And when I saw him come back from Marine Corps boot camp, I was like, holy shit, who is this guy? He was completely different in a, in a pretty amazing way. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it was, it was life changing for me. And when I saw that about you, I was like, dude, it was like deja vu because I mean, I went from playing, I mean, football, baseball, basketball, and I thought I was in shape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, I got humbled. Basic training. Yep. Basic training, man, physically, mentally, emotionally, like everything. Like it challenged me in a way that I had never experienced. And it changed my life. You know, and I and 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 I mean, I'm I'm here today, you know, I, I say because of me enlisting into the military and getting that discipline and that guidance. So yeah. Yeah, so kudos to you and your story. Cause like I said, it's a lot of us in that that same same boat. Yeah, it's it goes back to the salvation piece. You know, when you don't when you don't really have anything and you you join something for 
a reason that you're not sure about and you open yourself up to growth and uh and responsibility amazing things can happen and i mean it was literally to this day i'm still living by a lot of the things that i learned about myself in the marine corps nice man that's that's what's up i mean and and it's a true blessing and and then again you know i call us the the one percenters you know what i mean like there's not many people you know that could do you know what you've done you know uh to 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 put those boots on you know, just like you said, you know, you have jocks and athletes who are these people who are, you know, looked at as the 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 these these people who are on on, on this top level of in shape. And man, please, they they couldn't survive no. a basic training. <laughs> yeah, the the mental aspect's pretty deep. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 so deep. So let me ask you. So you uh you made a decision. So how many de deployments have you had? So this is where my Marine Corps career is a little a little different. So a lot of people think I you know, did some combat deployments and I did not. My Most of my work in Iraq was literally uh, as a contractor. And that's where a lot of the stuff that I went through really took place. But okay, uh, from the uh, when I was on the joint staff doing personal protection for General Pace is when I first started to travel over to Afghanistan and Iraq and uh, more on the security side, all classified stuff. So it was yeah. a little bit different than most of the military deployments that you would you would hear from veterans. Nice. So let me ask you this. So contract wise, who'd you contract? Where, uh, who were you contracting with? The, so I was with, uh, and I, I, so being a security guy going over the, the, the opportunity to be a shooter yeah, uh, was something that I almost took because it was dine core, triple canopy, uh, you know, black water. Yeah. But what I did was I shifted and actually went over in a different, in a different, uh, uh, in a different billet, so to speak. So I was more on the technology side and it's a side of the war that you don't hear about one because nice. of the classification, but two, it's, it's not something that people can really wrap their head around in terms of what we did, but I was over there as part of the SecDef initiated biometrics program. So okay. safeguarding the bases. And uh, uh, for the first two years, I was, uh, you know, covering all the DOD bases for yeah. the base access program. And then for the, the, the other two years I was over there, I got switched over and was working directly with the Iraqis um, as the liaison for uh, the U S in terms of helping them stand up their own biometrics capabilities, similar to what we have here, the FBI and the DODs, ABIS and APHIS. So were, so were you in, uh, were you at the embassy in, in Iraq? Yeah, so I was I was uh I was back and forth between uh Victory Base and uh and Green Zone. So you know what's funny about this? Our paths probably crossed before. What years were you over there? Uh so I got over there in 05 and was there until 09. Okay, so I was I was still military then and I was biop at Iraq. Yeah. Of my last oh, yeah. appointment. Uh that's when I got injured, my tour to the Lions Den. Uh, when I used to work with the Iraqi National Guard and everything like that. But then when I got out, I got back over and I contracted. And I was with Triple Canopy and yeah. Arbor Group. <laughs> yep, that's awesome, yeah. Um, I'm sure we know so many of the same people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, small world, man. I'm telling yeah. you. So let me ask you. So even so with that, so finding out that uh, that you contracted, what were your, what do you think are the biggest differences between that that contract world and that military world? I mean, uh, would would you say that, you know, because uh, I know for me, like, I love what I did for my country and the military and everything like that. But if I had to go back and do it again, I go straight contracting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, so it's a there's a 
a real difference between, I think the bottom line is the amount of support you have as a contractor versus being active duty. Yep. So uh, that's probably the biggest thing for me was having less resources and less support and having to be more, uh, I guess, as the Marine Corps motto would have it, improvise, adapt, and overcome. I had, to use, I had to use that quite yeah. a bit over there on my own to figure out how to get through certain, uh, you know, situations. But uh, it's you don't have you might you might get paid more, uh, and you might have a little a little more luxury if you want to call it so to speak. If there's yeah. a thing over there, but at the end of the day, uh, for me. The, it, it was difficult being a contractor just because I still felt like I was a Marine and I, I felt like I belonged Got with it. a unit somewhere and and that camaraderie wasn't really like I was used to it being. So there yeah. were some little nuances like that, that I had to really navigate around. Man, that, yeah, that's something I a hundred percent understand. And so with even saying that, so let me ask you then. So uh, once, once you were home, uh, I remember you mentioned that your life, you know, it got it didn't go as planned. Uh, what was the plan that you had and had hoped for? And then can you tell us about um, your your struggles with your mental health when you were leaving Iraq? Uh, yeah, yeah. So towards the end, uh, you know, getting into 08 and 09, mm -hmm. we were in the process of really making the transition over and handing everything back to the to the Iraqi people. Yep. And as, as a result in doing that, things were becoming much more dangerous. So even on the projects that I was working on, the security that I had before this transition took place started to really deteriorate. Yeah. And there were a lot more close calls. And, it, you know, the fact that I'm still here talking to you, you know, is, is a, is a surreal thing because yeah. when you look back on some of the stuff that, that happened, you wonder how you made it back. Yeah. And uh, so for me, just thinking about how twisted my mind was becoming and the fact that that was becoming more of my normal over there. So when I was coming back to the States on r and &R, I would be thinking about being back over there and I couldn't quite fit in. Yeah. So I, I knew I, it was finally time for me to really disconnect myself from the work, come back and, uh, and really be an adult for not only myself, but for my family, because I, I sacrificed a lot. And the plan was uh, to transition back uh, in a, in a actually doing more contract work with the Marine Corps under Marine Forces North, which was based in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. So I, I you know, I, I, I took a leap of faith, jumped on this opportunity that really wasn't guaranteed, but it was highly likely that it would work out. And, and in doing so, uh, I found out quickly that my transition was about to, you know, take the wrong turn. Okay. So when I, the, the plan to move into this position, to consistently have income, uh, to, to have a, a transition where I could really start to, to unwind and decompress and relax from being in that environment for so long, the opposite happened. And that job really didn't turn out the way it was supposed to. The, the, the funding was cut, um, all of a sudden now I'm in a place where I'm burning through all the money I had saved. I, I went through a bad divorce. Uh, so there were a lot of things that were really taking a heavy toll on me. And without being able to find work over the next several months, I ended up essentially losing everything I had yeah. and uh, forced me to file for bankruptcy. It was living out of my car. And that was kind of the, the desperate moment where it was like, all right, well, how am I going to get out of this? 
it, it was it was a surreal experience to go from such a such a successful Marine Corps career and to do some amazing things as a contractor and at such a young age yeah. to all of a sudden now here I am in my car by myself trying to figure out where my life is going. So Alan, let me ask you this. So with with what you just said there, like you know, you came back and you you did. You served this country, you know, you had a successful career, uh you Department of State, you did all these things and then now you're a civilian and then and you have all these benefits and stuff, right? So were you going to VA, were you seeking like all these so-called things the 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 things the veteran uh the help that they say they have for veterans when you come back? Yeah, so I I reached out to the VA mm-hmm. and uh for about a year and a half <laughs> I tried to really get help and yeah. it was it was at a point where I finally just said, you know what, I'm I'm fucking done trying this. I I don't want anything to do with the VA. I'll figure this out on my own. Yeah. Because uh, the because the at, at that time, obviously the VA has gotten much better. There's always going to be work to do in the VA, but yeah. back then I felt like it. Me trying to get help was just nothing but, uh, you know, getting kicked like just getting kicked away. Like no one had time for me. I was just a number. Like there yeah. was no no personal care. No one. I didn't feel like I was ever going to get anywhere by doing what I was doing. So I, I gave up and dealt with it on my own. And that's when I kind of turned to, to the one thing that really was the anchor of my whole life. And, and that's been fitness. Man. And Aaron, with that, like, dude, first chill bumps, because man, there's so many veterans that this story, it is like, we have all walked in the same boots and people don't understand this, you know what I mean? And, and uh, uh, coming back into the civilian world and feeling like you're an alien and you're not even of this this you know this country you know it it's it's bothersome but just like you uh same thing with me there was one thing that saved my life and that was fitness health and fitness yeah and and that's what i used to i mean even with myself you know uh i got injured so i went through two two years of surgeries you know what i mean when i came back and it was fitness you know, they told me, oh, you're not going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to do this. You know, we can't go back to your infantry job. But blah, blah, blah. man, fitness is a medicine. It doesn't take a pill. OK, uh, it just takes the discipline and that hard work and getting in there and doing it, you know. And, and so, yeah. and and it and it transcends everything. It doesn't matter yeah. what your race is, what your gender is, what your employment is. Nothing doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And, it, and it's what's always like even with the brotherhood. I think like back in the military days. You know, dude, I didn't, it didn't care who you are, what color you are, the sex you are, 5.30, you getting your ass up and you're going to be in PT. I don't care if you're hung the fuck over, (laughs) you're going to be in there. And if it's a damn battalion run, you're going to run, but you better not fall out that damn run. It it, it taught that discipline. It taught that work ethic. And then, you know, coming to civilian world, man, that's what I used to change my life, but then I wanted to help change other people's lives. You know what I mean? And so like with that, can you tell us about like how your your journey and how you've used your fitness uh, to turn your life around and, you know, what you have going on in your the, your fitness industry right now? Yeah, this is this is where I call the destiny piece of my life, because I ended up in New Orleans, Louisiana for a reason. And and I, I say that's my destiny because I, I didn't know anyone there. I had never been there in my life. Yeah. And uh and out of desperation, I just turned to the one thing that I knew I could do something with, and that was fitness. And within within a few months, here I am now, 
falling right in the middle of the film industry, training some of the biggest names in, in Hollywood. Right. It, it, it allowed me to really put a lot of things into perspective. Right. So I, I, I made it back to the States. I went through all the things I went through. I lost uh, friends who were very close and important to me. And no matter what the darkest times of my life were, when I wanted to give up, I felt like there was this deep sense of responsibility that I had to do something with my life because I was fortunate enough to make it back here. And so I just started to embark on this, this journey that was being created uh, out of thin air. And it just led me into a, a place where I was able to build a platform, get some notoriety and really start to get my life back on track so that I could take my love of fitness and, and, and really help other people because at the end of it all purpose means so much. Yeah, man, that's, 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 that is amazing. And I'm, man, I'm happy to hear and happy to uh, see that, that you have used that Avenue as something that's turned, not just your life around, but taking it and you're still changing lives, you know what I mean? And saving lives, because that's what we did when we served this country. You know, we rose our hand, to save lives, you know what yep. I mean? So we're still here continuing that mission. And man, I wanna give kudos and thanks to you for for for, for doing that and, and seeing that. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. Yep, and so let me ask you, so, so even with that then, okay, so what do you think, you know, as a vet, uh, what do you think needs to change from our government when it comes to uh, vets that are coming home and adjusting to civilian life, especially those of, of us who struggle with mental health issues? You know what? I don't even really know exactly how to answer that because it's so it's so complicated and deep rooted. When I feel like when you join the military, uh, you're you're ultimately at the end of the day, no matter what happens to you over there, whether it's you, you know good, bad, or indifferent, you're yeah. you're sacrificing your your health, your mind, your body. Yeah. Every you're you're literally giving the government ownership of who you are, and when you come back you would expect that there should be some type of uh, of support consistently without having to jump through so many hoops. Yeah. And if there was a way to get things streamlined where veterans were just organically taken care of when they got back without having to fight for every single thing that they need, it would make, uh, it would make our veterans who are coming back much more successful in life. And unfortunately, I don't understand what's so hard about being able to put something like that in place. Granted, I don't know exactly what it looks like, yeah. but if there was a streamlined process of, of getting out of the service as a veteran and just having this automatic, you know, program, so to speak, that you would go through that sets you up financially, that sets you up yeah. successfully for employment, uh, and again, you know, I got out of the military quite a few years ago. From what I hear, nothing like it, the VA has gotten a little bit better in terms of taking care of us, but it's still nowhere near where it needs to be. No, gosh, no. I mean, you know, for me, I feel like it's kind of, you know, you look at it like like what a, a basketball player or, you know, any type of sports player, type of care they get, right? Yeah. <laughs> Compared to like what a veteran who, hey, the reason you're playing ball right now is because because of people like me, you know, what I mean, like. But they get they get that top notch care. And, you know, like you said, the, the veterans like we're sitting here dealing with, you know, some doctors that are coming doing internships and different things of that nature, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, the the, the it's it's real the the. the 
the mind game of the whole thing is very hard to put into words because here you are, you know, veterans, military, when you think about law enforcement, first responders, all these different, uh, these different areas of work where people literally will sacrifice their lives for others, yeah. but yet you get paid little to nothing. And the support that you have is, you know, you have to, you have to literally fight tooth and nail for every th single thing that you would think would be automatically granted to you without having to fight for it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough thing that, that, that we deal with and society is just really weird because it, it, it the celebrity piece of it. And I, I've been learning this being in Hollywood. It's like, when my name is at the top of whatever headline for the week, it's like, everyone wants a piece of you. Everyone wants to give you free stuff and everyone wants to do this, that, and the other. But as soon as you kind of fade back into the, the norm a little bit, yeah, no one cares anything about you. Yeah, you're back to a nobody. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Man. So even so with that, let me ask you then, Aaron. So from you know, uh uh all the incredible things you've done as a veteran, uh at, and and with the, even with your fitness achievements right now, what um and your acting career, what would you say people uh might miss have or still do misunderstand about you most? Uh I'm I'm a very misunderstood person for sure, and I think it's because I'm a I'm a very introverted guy. Okay. I love peace. I love peace and quiet. I I love. Uh, I have no desire to seek celebrity status. Me yeah. me being me being in industry was like I say a destiny piece. It just it happened organically for me. Uh, but people think I'm arrogant. People think that uh, uh you know uh. I'm this, this, this meat headed guy, you know, juiced up on steroids and like all the, the, the yeah. stuff is crazy what people concoct in their minds. And unfortunately it's just, it's not, not anywhere near who I am because I grew up a, a very poor kid, didn't have much of anything, uh, joined the military self-made, you know, everything I have. And yeah. I understand the importance of, of family and time and, and the simple things in life, you know, simplicity is, is so life changing when you can embrace simplicity and, and, but everyone is very stuck up in the the technology and the, and the comforts of life and wanting to have the best of the best. And it's never been me. So when it, when it, when it came to everything I was doing in the, in the higher echelons of the industry and in, in entertainment, I didn't fit in. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't fit in, I got even more, you know, bad vibes from people because, Oh, he's, he's too good. For, and it's like, how am I too good? I'm just, I'm a simple dude who, yeah. you know, my, I want to on Friday night, I want to lay in and watch a movie and, and relax, or, you know, I want to, I want to get up at, at five in the morning and train. I'm just, I'm a different breed, but yeah. I think it goes back to us guys in the military. When you go through what we go through, you just appreciate things in a different way than normal people do. Yeah. And, and man, I can't, I could not agree with you more. Uh, could not agree with you more and hundred percent understand what you're saying and it's and it's crazy to me to hear that you even say like you know hey you're an introvert right like dude i was just talking to a friend today telling about like man how i love like my my personal time is very valuable to me you know what yeah. i mean uh like you know people think you know even when i'm in the gym like dude my anxiety is high i'm always 360 always watching i hate big crowds you know what i mean like i like my me time and it's yeah. nothing against uh you know arrogance or being nasty or anything else it's just like man for guys like us and what we've been through, like the simple thing of being able to lay in a bed or on the couch 
yeah. and watch a movie, you know what I mean, with a beer and some damn popcorn. And it's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, sim- the simplicity in life, man. Like, dude, I'm golden. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 I'm 100% with you, you know, and it's crazy because uh, in this fitness industry, marketing is everything, right? Uh, you know, a lot of the, your work, speak, your work can speak for itself and you get clientele. But in today's world, like, you know, you got to do some marketing. And there's one thing that I I, I can't stand. I, I hate social media. I hate it with a Same. passion. Same. Um, I still have to go into my droughts. Like I finally got someone to where I can hire and I'm giving them stuff to you handle like my posts and stuff. Because I used to have to go through droughts. I'd post for like maybe a month and then I'm gone for three months. Because man, it's it's consuming. It's negative. It's toxic. It's it's yeah. I, it's like I I call it. I I think it's a war. I think it's a weapon that's being used to dumb down our damn society, our children, and everything else. Because nothing goes on there that's meaningful most of the time. You know. Yeah, and you end up going down the rabbit hole because yeah. I, I mean I I I fought excuse me, I've fallen into the trap before where it's like, you go to look at something. Next thing you know, 30 minutes are gone by and you're like 17 posts into someone else's thing. You don't even know who <laughs> yeah. they are. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's such a time suck, you know, it's it, the it wildest is. thing. It is man. And it's crazy. Cause even nowadays, you know, uh, how many, how many kids do you have? I've got two, two daughters. So, so I have, I have two, I have a daughter and a son. Okay. 16 and 14. And like, man, like this generation, I tell my kids, I'm like, listen, when I was your age, I had a pager, okay? <laughs> it, it wasn't me sitting here sc- scrolling the internet. Like, I don't even know, they're like, pager, what is that? I'm like, a beeper. I had to go to the payphone. <laughs> like, payphone, what is that? I had a quarter? Quarters? Y'all use those? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it's it's so funny when, when, when you put some uh, perspective into the way we grew up versus now yeah these kids these kids are just being inundated by by all this by all these irrelevant materialistic things that have zero impact on their life but they're but they're comparing their current life to these things and what they don't understand being younger is that's not real no nope. like i think we all know social media is a is a facade of what our real lives are are really like yeah and it's uh, it's unfortunate because it's affecting our kids mental health and i've you know, seeing that through my daughters and through friends of mine's kids growing up. And it's, it's just so, it's so unfortunate. Social media is such a, a great thing. Technology yeah. is such a great thing, but at the same time, it can be so bad uh, yep. in terms of mental health, especially. That's, that's facts, man. Uh, Aaron, with that, man, let's get, let's get raw and real, right? So from vet to vet, all right, I want to know, your honest opinion of the state of our government right now. For instance, right now we have President Biden, who uh, uh, is a president, and all these, the laws, and like even this week, you know, they had President's Week, and I don't know if you saw, like, you know, he was over there visit, visiting in Ukraine, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of things going on here in our, our country that aren't getting taken care of. From from another vet's point of view, like what is your thought of the state of what's going on with our government right now? I I, I really I really despise politics in a way that I can't even put into words. Um, yeah. I got exposed to it uh, in a, in a completely different light while I was with, in the Marine Corps with General Pace, but I'm I'm pretty disgusted by what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, where this country was made great by 
by so many accomplishments and and and, and certain uh, I guess certain morals and principles, so to speak. And as every single country out there, we have room for improvement. We're we're not perfect by any means. Yeah. But I I feel like what's happening right now to our country is is bringing us into such a weak place. Yeah. I'm I'm very concerned that uh, we could potentially look like Ukraine soon if we don't like really get our heads out of our ass and start focusing on the real things because you know what whatever you want to identify as identify as it uh, you know in in terms of you know it's your life do what you want yeah but we need to focus on the real things that are going to keep this country free there and go. there are and there are a lot of people in various countries out there that want to see us on the bottom and are willing to do anything and everything it takes and while we're we're while we're focusing all the, on all these non-critical issues yeah. these other countries are over there training in a way that they're ready to come after us as soon yeah. as they find the right moment of weakness and right now we're the I feel like we're the weakest we've ever been as a nation Man, I, I'm I'm with you on that, and it's it is scary, man. Uh, I mean, it, it really gives me goosebumps thinking, you know, uh, how how we look right now as a country, our our military, uh, yeah. com- compared to where we were, compared to what all these what other countries are 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 doing. You know, you've you've traveled you've traveled the world, right? And this, I think, oh, yeah. this is this is the beauty of of being a veteran and having served is you've been able to travel the world and you've been exposed to so many different cultures and you understand things in a way that people here in America don't quite understand because they haven't been exposed to it in the way we have. And, and no matter what, when, you know, wherever I've been in the country, I've always been so happy to come home. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate right now to see even the military, is being weakened in a way that I could have never imagined uh, seeing in my entire life. Ever. Uh, I mean, Ever. because, and, and I, and I feel like there's a critical point that I, I, that there's been a lot of focus lost on is when this whole war started overseas, you know, in Afghanistan, this global war on terror yeah. that hasn't, that hasn't stopped. You don't hear anything about it right now, but I guarantee you there's a lot happening out there that's being planned against our country that no one's paying any attention to whatsoever. And I'm, I'm very concerned in that aspect too, that it's, it's going to come and hit us so hard when we least expect it. Yep. And, 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 and that's what's scary too. I mean, you look at even right now, like how the, the borders, you know, uh, uh, the, the number of people that are just pouring into our country. I do. You, could you imagine us going into the middle East and just walking into yeah. a, 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 someone else's country right now? There's no yeah. way makes it, may, it, may, it makes no sense the the border thing is really the most mind-boggling thing that i that i that i i can't put into words either you have people who are le- legitimately you know coming here doing the right things the right way who sometimes unfortunately don't meet whatever guidelines are supposed to meet and they're deported they yep. might have businesses here they might have families here and their whole lives are uprooted because they didn't get a, a, approved to stay and all of a sudden you have just hundreds of thousands and millions of people just openly coming across our border like it's nothing i, I don't understand it in oh, any yeah. way and not only that but now you have it coming into the waterways you have it coming into the north it's like it's yeah. it's it's, it's <laughs> I, 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 I 
I'm telling you, it's wild. And it goes back to what you just said a, a, a little bit ago. Man, I just really, I agree with you and really think that that part has to do with there's something big that's coming and it's going to hit us so hard that we're, we're, we're not going to, there's nothing we can do, you yep. know, like I, I, I and, and it's sad, but I just really hope, yeah, that a lot of people get their head out of their ass and uh, we, we can get ahead of this thing before it comes because man, whether people realize it or not, it's coming. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I wish we could kind of, parse some of the the knowledge and the experiences that we had in our our careers into a way that we could relate that to the public and have them understand really how great the country is and we don't need to redefine the country we just need to come together as a whole and not be so politically divided because you go. know there was a point in time when i remember it didn't matter if you were a democrat or republican yeah. you just you could have your own views and be fine Yep. Uh, and unfortunately, now everything is based on politics, no matter no matter if it's sports, in, entertainment, yeah. like whatever it is, everything is defined by politics now. And it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate when all it should be is like, man, hey, it's called communication. Like, yep. you know, you can agree to disagree, but let's communicate. Let's just talk. Let's get yeah. off social media. Stop tweeting and texting. And man, sit down and have a, a, a real conversation with people. You know, yeah, and, change, you know, change lives, man. And, you know, that's the 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 one of my my big things, you know, we're stronger together. And, you know, absolutely. Yeah, very stronger together, man. Aaron, dude, it dude, it's been awesome uh, talking to you, brother. It's been awesome having you on the show, man. I would love to have you on again. Uh, uh, you know, I got uh, we're, we're we're dropping here next month, March 23rd. But I have something in the works for later of having a veteran rounds table that you know I'll, I'll put you on that list on but man us getting all together and man let's 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 put our heads together and 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 see what we can do to you know bring this awareness you know uh to the civilian world and man cuz I, I i love this country i serve this country just like you have and i don't want to see this country fall and you know i i, I want to see us at, at a high point you know but again it's going to take us being stronger together to do it bro yeah you said it man stronger together is everything there it is man yeah Hey, brother, thank you so much. Uh, it's a pleasure having your time. Pleasure you coming on the show. And, man, blessings to you and all the things you have going on in your life, brother. Likewise to you. God bless you, brother. And thank you for having me on. It's been great. It's been great getting to know you better. And I'd love to know more about what you've done over there, too. So I look man, forward same. to the next conversation. Man, same. I'm looking forward to it, man. And, uh, man, if people want to uh, get in contact or follow what you have going on, how can they... How can how can they follow up with you? Uh, my website is uh, AaronWilliamson.net, and then I'm on social media. I'm, I'm I don't like it either, but I'm on it because I kind of have to be. But exactly. I, I, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy communicating, but I, I'm mostly active on Instagram. But you can find me on all all the platforms. Uh, Instagram is Aaron V Williamson. All right, there we go, man. Y'all follow my fellow Brett Vet, my brother, and y'all look forward to our next episode. Can't wait for it. Man, you have a blessed day and a great weekend, man. Rah. Rah.